Scratch and Stiff Snickers. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 208 of Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast that I almost just forgot the name of. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good. Pretty good. I would say the least important part of this podcast is the name, you so think? that's okay. Is what? that just because you don't like the name? You don't believe in it? Well, newcomer. We never talk about video games or hot dogs. It's true. That's true. <laughs> we talk about neither of those things. It is mostly just, we just like stock board games and, and sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and stock reports, I guess. Yeah, yeah. How much sandwich do we have in stock? Right. Yeah. Six. We have six sandwich. Guys, how you been? Good. I took a vacation. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. I went up to the Pacific Northwest. You went to see Riff. I did see Riff. Came up here, saw me, and we went to see a movie. Yeah. What movie did you go to see? Inside Out. Oh, gosh. It was really good. Yep. Pixar continues to be Pixar. Did you guys hold hands? Uh, No. No. Okay. That didn't sound that didn't sound like the truth, Riff. In our in our minds we were holding hands. Yes, oh, we were like holding your, minds. Your your inner emotions were holding hands with What's each other. What's the emote for is that H H? Were you both just saying H H H H H the whole time? <laughs> like your white supremacists? Huh. I've never I've I guess never that's seen the other emote H-H that H H means. I've never it's seen holding it. hands, yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Maybe that's just maybe that is just a smokescreen for people that are actually neo Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I just meant holding hands. I yeah. feel like the way you the way that you make interlaced fingers in ASCII is like an eight and then a few equal signs and then a capital D. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That I, I see where you're going what you're going for there. Mm-hmm. It's holding hands. Yeah. You know. It's tender. It's romantic. It's sweet. It's very nice. I went to the uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium and I saw some jellyfishes. Okay. And some penguins. And uh, there was a cool bird that would swim around a lot. I didn't think the penguins were all that cool, actually. They didn't They're really kind of do. They anything. can be loud and they can smell a lot. Uh, well, they were in a, they were in a cage. Oh. You didn't just get to hang out with them. Okay. Um, but yeah, there, there were these other birds that had more cool guys among them than the penguins. Like a cormorant. I don't know. I don't remember what kind of bird yeah. it was. A uh, uh, puffin? Was it a big bird or a small bird? Uh, they were, well, they were bird-sized. Was it... Uh, Animal, was it vegetable, a, or mineral? Was it a bird that flew out of someone's mouth when they tried to talk? One of the birds <laughs> that we saw was a common murre, M-U-R-R-E. Like and, old man murre? Nah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I was wondering, you know, do you want to live like a common murre? Do you want to eat like a common murrah eats by diving underwater and grabbing a little slice of fish that some man put there for you. Did you hear oh, about that's the, how they eat then? How did they, how did they survive in the wild? They didn't. We invented them. Oh, huh. we did. We determined their rarity as well. <laughs> that's right. Did, did what? Oh, I was just going to say, did you, did you guys <clears throat> hear about the, the fact that that song is, about an actual person. Yeah, and, and it's the wife of the Greek finance minister. The yeah. former Greek finance minister, who also apparently was was ready to like to switch over from the euro to the to a Greek national currency uh, at the drop of a hat, if need be, in some sort of sort of super coke and dagger. The move. wife was well, no, the uh, the, former, the songwriter, the former Greek uh, finance minister, who also 
was a former employee at Valve. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah it's, mm. This is this is related to video games. In and a, hot dogs. And hot dogs in its own way. Yeah. Because all, all hot dog meat comes from Greece. Yeah. Right. They invented it. So. I saw some octopuses. Okay. Were they also from Greece? Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're right. I wish that the listeners could hear this cool Skype ringtone. Yeah. It's very catchy. How much money do you think they spent on that Skype ringtone? That little bloop, bloop. I, I bet they got it from like some stock audio for 50 bucks. You don't think? I mean, like the Windows XP opening thing was a Brian Eno joint. Yeah. The THX sound was just an en- like one of the engineers hmm. who also liked to try to do polyphonic sound coolness. Hmm. And he, I don't think he got paid a ton. Rats. Yeah. Reading, who was talking about how no one knows who designed the typeface for the Star Trek opening credits? The original really? series hmm. Star Trek opening credits. Somebody, somebody so on just found was it complaining the- how much how much minutia there is available about like Klingon mating rituals and how nobody knows the <laughs> name of the actual person that did this work. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it, it's a font that comes with your printer now. Just the Star Trek font. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Maybe they just sent it I back mean, in time. Wow, that, that joke really dates me. You don't buy f- printers for their fonts anymore, do you? No. No. Is that like a postscript printer thing? <laughs> like you tell the printer what font to use? I, I just remember like yeah, getting a printer and there was PS a disc of fonts on like And that lets you like, choose what font you Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just came with some like desktop publishing software. P.S. Pretend this letter was in Verdana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess a dot matrix printer could have different, you know, dot, dots. dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put whatever dots you want in there. <laughs> you could, really, you could, you could like a leopard. You could change your dots. That's right. You could have more dots. You could, you could, you could have more dots. You could have more dots. <laughs> At a certain point, you could say, "All right, stop dots." Yeah. I I remember telling the dot matrix printer to play a tune by having print dots at a certain rate. Mm. I remember being very proud of that. When the ribbon when the ribbon dried out, your printing would fucking fade. That's another line from that. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Nixia wipe. Oh, that, video. That from wow, <laughs> wow, indeed, that is the game. Something that I saw on Twitter today led me to believe that another WoW expansion had been announced and was supposed to come out this year, but I did yeah, not see anything they... about it. They there, announced they, had... they announced that they're going to announce one. They haven't yeah. given any details yet. Do they need to announce that? Well, they announced that they're going to announce it soon. They're going to be at a particular, like, (laughs) game event. It's like the 6th or something, I think, is when it happens. Oh, so that's the day after Lexus announces their hoverboard. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this? I mean, I've seen... Is that the one that that only works on a magnetized surface? Yeah. It it works great if you're floating above a magnetic sidewalk i mean there's a picture right. of it just on well in the future all above concrete, concrete which has magnets up underneath oh yeah, yeah. well you, well, you've I, heard about the solar freaking roadways project yeah they'll probably have magnets in there too just okay. to support freaking in the name of the project I th- it's in the name of the video that went viral I think the idea is let's just redo <laughs> the entire highway system except with these solar panels instead of regular roads yeah, I don't think that's viable. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like a good idea. But, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good idea if you could just magically do it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, and and just if twinkle a your solar nose. panel yeah. was going to be sufficiently uh, 
you know, weather and tire resistance. Yeah, I, well, that's what the video was about. Was that like, like you could just roll, roll over them on a with a car? I think. I mean, you know, curmudgeons in the forties, fifties probably said the same thing about the interstate system. No, I don't think anybody thought that wasn't possible or a good idea. I am the car. The tunes probably thought it was a bad idea. I am but. certain. That there were people who thought it was a bad idea and implausible, Kevin. <laughs> if, how are you, you, you going to ride a horse that far? I wish there were, <laughs> like, Twitter archives from back then. <laughs> oh, man. God. Like, I liked seeing this collection of, like, forum posts when they announced that Heath Ledger was going to play the Joker. Right. People mm. talking about what a lame Choice casting that decision was. that was and how, you know. Yeah. yeah. That was good. We you can still find things system. like... get that about the Hoover Dam. Like <laughs> metafilter posts about when the iPhone first came out and things like that are, are all archived. Oh, did people not think the iPhone was a good idea? Uh, I maybe I'm I picked a random technological event at random off the top of my head, so I don't know if I, I've definitely seen people true. point to like this. This reporter thought that the iPhone wouldn't be revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, and there was an article from like 2005. But this was a phenomenon that a friend of mine pointed out that, like, you can see that everybody, that nobody really cares about the Apple Watch, but also no one wants to be the guy who said that the iPod sounds dumb. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm just going to go out and say it. I think the Apple Watch is pretty dumb. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree. I stopped but- wearing watches when the phone came out, and I don't want to go back. Yeah. People who, the people who have the watches seem to like them that's cool but i don't know if that's how much of that is like convincing themselves that it was a good idea to get one kind of ollie thing. has been wearing one and i see him do a thing with it every once in a while one well, one of my young. friends I, that was at his birthday party this weekend was wearing one of those but i didn't uh, get an opportunity to ask him what he thought about it i have a friend who um when he got a notification on his phone, he took his phone out of his pocket and he complained that if his watch hadn't run out of batteries, he <laughs> could just look at his wrist yeah. instead of taking the phone out of his pocket. Hey, do you guys want to do some listeners' mails questions? Sure. All right. Yes. You don't have any other anecdotes to share? We could also do females' listeners' questions. Yarek the Real Bad wrote in uh, Is that Rot, on the form? In Rot 13. Is that the checkbox? No. Okay. But it just it, it, it happened to be a... Are you going to spoil the rot thirteen? Yeah, increase your penis size now with Cialis. I don't think that's what Cialis does. I think Cialis allows you to have old man boners. Yeah. Oh, is is it just the same thing as Viagra? Well, okay, old but- man boners owns the house at the end of the lane. <laughs> would you? Would you not? Pull argue- rubber mask don't fucking off his go there. <laughs> would you not argue that a boner increases your penis size? I, I guess. Yeah, that's. I guess that's true. Okay. Although I. Hmm. Yeah, but not it's in the sense correct. that people usually mean it. Well, you don't know. Maybe that's the actual advertising claim if yeah. you read the fine print. Maybe that's, that's what just the for one a second. Weird trick is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, get a boner. Get, it's yeah. one weird trick. Mom showed it. Show, it. Oh, it they shows sure you do. a picture of some. Yeah. Uh, as says, dearest Jimothy, first few times I heard Uptown Funk, it slid off me too. But now I think it's a pretty catchy and fun song, despite the fact that it's not the kind of music that I normally seek out or like. I would mm. suggest if you can stomach it, listening to it a few more times, and you might figure out what's so compelling about it. Cheers. P.S. I'm assuming Jim is short for Jimothy. Uh, of course. Yeah, I actually have listened to it a few more times, and it's not like it's not like I hate it. Um, I 
I have things to say about it, but none of them are about how I love it now. I think it's interesting that um, Mark Ronson ended up getting like the, the, the credit for this song, like as the artist, when usually in the music industry, like usually the, it's the performer that, that ends up getting like front and center credit and the producer slash composer usually just get like the, uh, the, the, the writer, the composer royalties, which is usually the better end of the deal, actually. Um, but like maybe there's some weird like ASCAP, uh, rule that got triggered, like, like writer's guild rules, like when they're trying to figure out who to credit a movie to that this guy, oh, this guy needs, we need to, we need to say that this is this guy's song instead of Bruno Mars. Um, and then I watched the uh, SNL video for it, um, the SNL live performance of it, and it's like, yeah, it's the five guys from the music video front on the, on the on the center stage, and then in the back there's all the, like the backup band, and then like Mark Ronson is playing rhythm guitar like sort of to the side of the five people, so like he's like, yeah, it's Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars, and he's like over there like they sort of give him they sort of like put more video attention to him than they normally would to a rhythm guitarist. It's weird. It's it's like, it feels very much like when techno artists who don't know how to play an instrument or don't know how to like put on a show, like suddenly realize like the only way to, they, they need to perform concerts now. So, well, I guess we'll stand with our, in front of our laptop and hit play and then like look like we're dancing. And that's what, cause that's how you do it these days. Mm, that's how DJs, used to do it in the in the rave scene a lot of the time right right and make, I, make a gigantic show out of twiddling the knobs on the deck and things right yeah and and presumably leaning more and more on like the video projected in the background yeah um someone linked to a music video that mark ronson had made i actually don't know if this was like a fan video or if it was an official mark ronson video um for the song circuit break that was just uh taking the uh taking like the legend of zelda art style and story and like telling a new story with that art style um and it like it, the art style from the original game like sprites or the art style it was from like the manual <laughs> it was clearly inspired by the game more than the manual yeah um and it would make a whole lot it would also fit in right in with that hypothesis that like he's just a geek who can write a song and doesn't really know what to do with fame hmm. um they would it would fit right in with that um with that idea of him like just being off to the side in the video like and in in the music video like he's actually in the video like in like maybe every third shot he's just one of the one of the crowd of dudes um, and he's in like every shot that wouldn't require him to actually know any dance moves. <laughs> Maybe the guy in the video that I thought that I like assumed was the guy is just not the guy. It's like Maybe. the guy in the middle of a group of five guys is the one that I assumed. Yeah, that's that's Bruno Mars. Oh, that's okay. the featuring Bruno Mars part. Huh. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mark Mark Ronson is the guy like in the background whose job it is to nod. My naive first impression take on why that song was popular is, I think what I told you is, okay, so it's a song about class, right. which is 
always going to like it's one of the one of the reasons that Friends in Low Places is an enduring classic of okay. our time and I think is a really good song and was really popular. And also it's like just really commits to a style and executes on it competently. I mean it it it's certainly well made and it's certainly like of a piece. It's yeah, I don't know. I I I have all these like really insulting hypotheses for why the hoi polloi would like this song and i'm not going to voice them because it's that there's no no good will come of that um but yeah it's not bad it's just not interesting and i don't i don't know what's interesting about it senorita auto poots says oh no you didn't actually read the incantation of the genie who gives three ways to accomplish one wish it was supposed to read like this the genie disappeared into a shimmer of air and began this incantation in dulcet tones you can go to our website, videogameshotdog.com, and fill out our web form. You can send us an email at vghotdog at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at vghotdog. That was it. That was the punchline. Well, thanks, Senorita Autopoots. So that's how you can that's how you can make all your wishes come true, people. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, no, another putt says, Have you played Stephen Colbert's game Escape from the Man-Sized Cabinet? <laughs> I have played yeah, Escape from I the Man-Sized Cabinet. I did cabinet. not play it exhaustively, but I played some of it. I got to a uh, ending. It was, did you guys you know, kill a wizard? I think I killed the wizard, yeah. Did I kill a wizard? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I killed a wizard. I liked it. It You know, it was, it was illustrated coolly. <laughs> yeah, it was... It, I mean, I knew at some level it was Twine, but... I like that it credits Twine. And in the yeah. ending, it's like, oh, this was made with Twine, by the way. You guys should check out Twine, yeah. all you plebs. But it didn't feel like a, most of the Twine games that I have played, which was just, I think, because of the art. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Twine has a very specific look to it when you don't do anything, and that's right. what people think of. Twine also has a really frustrating interaction with my particular computing neuroses, oh, yeah. where if you don't... This is actually just a feature of jQuery, if if you don't have clear text on clear text is the feature of windows that makes your text blurry as fucking garbage by the way so yeah, it's if okay. you, you heard it here first if guys you don't <laughs> if you don't want your text to be anti-aliased into blurry garbage you will turn off clear text okay uh, but if you turn off clear text every twine page that loads slowly unblurs text towards a level of what they think is normal anti-aliasing, and then it just snaps to non-anti-alias text, and it's really, really distracting and annoying. What? And that started happening with some stuff in KOL when we started using jQuery to apply some text effects, and I had to figure out how to turn it off. jQuery has, like, a default fade-in that you can apply to text, and the way that that interacts with you having turned off clear type, which nobody does... What the hell? Yeah. It <laughs> Anyway, that that's that is is what I think of when I think strange. of Oh, this is definitely a twine game because it does that thing where the text is like mm. Is it possible that you were just on drugs all the time? That would explain a lot of things, I think. <laughs> Cuz you have a lot of different kinds of perceptions about the world that nobody else seems to have. Like are your receipts really in French? <laughs> You know, that's funny. The, apparently, the Aloha point of sale system is becoming more and more and more dominant at restaurants because it is happening more and more and more often. Interesting. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, I think it's a sign that we should all invest in Aloha Industries. I have shown them to you, right? I, Were I, they in French to you? 
Do you think that I wanted to make you, you think happy? That, do you think that I have some weird mental illness that only Raph Coster also has? So, for those of you that who don't make a lot know of sense, though, all right? of these weird details of my personal life, there's some glitch in the Aloha point of sale system that causes my credit card receipts and only mine to be printed in French. Well, except it's not only yours. It's not. It's mine and Raph Coster's. Uh, the yes. only other person on earth who I've ever heard mention this is Raph Coster, who posted to Twitter. It, what is anybody else getting their credit card receipts in French for no reason? This is weird. Every time I buy something at a restaurant, I I, I fill out the montant. Well, I don't fill out the montant. They provide the montant and then ask me for the pourboire. This must be like how it like under Windows XP, if you Windows a Notepad and you said this program can break, period, and saved it and then loaded it in Notepad, it would like trigger like oh this is this is uh, UTF thirty two. It was it's Unicode. Or whatever, and and interpret it as like just uh, a few characters of meaningless garbage. Because you had used the word break. Because you, because of like they their their heuristics for looking for what looks like a Unicode text file that that, that happened to be triggered by that by that string. Unwired Ben says, I just saw a review on IndieGames.com of Guild of Dungeoneering, and it seems like it might make a nice assignment, and then links to Guild of Dungeoneering. I floated it as an assignment, and everybody else was like, fuck you, Zach. That's what everyone said. <laughs> Kevin said, fuck you, Zach. I don't care about this card metaphor bullshit. Riff said, fuck you, Zach. You don't pay me enough to spend $15 on a video game. And Jim, I, Jim, I, your, your, your look at, your look said it. I all. didn't say anything at all, but I would have said, you don't pay me anything. Yeah. <laughs> what you said instead was, I have this other game already. Let's play it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And we're like, okay, that sounds fine. It's only $5, so maybe Riff will just say, (laughs) 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 Anyway, I am having some fun playing Guild of Dungeoneering. Thanks, Unwired Ben. I'm a guy who is willing to spend $15 to support a medium that I pretend to fucking care about. (laughs) I don't pretend. Video games? I really do. That I purport to care about. I don't pretend. No. Yeah, video games. I like to give people money for them. I've done that. But only on medium.com? Because it's a medium that you care about. Did, uh, (laughs) did you see the analysis of, uh, what all is being loaded on? I think it was theverge.com when you go there without any kind of blocking software or whatever. I, I just use Ghostery and I get that list on every site I go to. And it's just like some of them are like, oh, yeah, we'll just fill the entire page with trackers that you're not loading because thanks to Ghostery. Ghostery? Oh, for like playing mod files? It's like that. Um, it, Ghostery is a program. It's it's like Adblock, but it's more specifically for uh, blocking uh, tracking. tracking widgets. So you um, have Ghostery in your machine. So, like, you but can, how are they going to target their ads to you? Yeah, seriously. I started after going to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. I started seeing a bunch of ads for the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Wow. Yeah. Was it? Did you buy tickets online? Uh no. Hmm. I think I may have searched for it in Google. Yeah, you searched oh, for it. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, like, Google doesn't know that I've gone there. They know that I'm interested in going there. Or you're just interested in knowing where it is. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, I, I, I already said my yeah. anecdote. Yeah, that's that was a. I mean that 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 piece is interesting, but it's also like, I don't I don't see how it's news to anybody. It was it was surprising to me that like fifty different 
companies were involved in the loading of a single web page. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did not realize just just how much sort of weight there was on yeah. the site. Well, actually, what was surprising to me was that this was the case for the mobile site as well. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Um. That's uh. They was it end like ended up being like thirty megabytes to render this article. It was some like ridiculous like seventeen. I think seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Which like what is it a, a a third of a meg for actual content and all the rest was ads and and, and like JavaScript to uh, j- different JavaScript trackers. Right. Did that third of a meg include like the images? Because a third of a meg is a lot of fucking text. Like the Bible is a meg. Yeah, I think it was. I think okay. it was that. It was like some. Was pictures. this Verge article uh, the length of a third of the Bible? Yes. <laughs> I guess the Bible might be a meg and a half. I don't remember. That was always. I used to know how many megs of text the Bible was, so that when somebody asked me how much a meg was, I could tell them. I see. Because you've read the Bible, right? You know about how much <laughs> that is. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't just make the first uh, floppy disk. The exact same number of yeah, bytes. the length of the Bible. Yeah, because it's why it was invented. Uh, yeah. This is 1.44 megs is the Bible. That might actually be it. <laughs> might be why. No, it's actually the reason that a floppy disk is the size that it is is because of the width of a horse's ass. Right. <laughs> that horse's ass Jesus who wrote the Bible. Am I right? <laughs> Have you guys played any video games? I, I played yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, somebody has to go. Riff. I played. Um, I started playing the expansion to the Talos Principle. How's that? It's good. It's hard. It's it, the difficulty curve picks up where the main Talos Principle game leaves off, and it's a. I, it's like sixteen or eighteen new puzzles, and I think sixteen bonus stars, and. The bonus stars I've seen so far, I have no earthly idea how to get yet. Did you 100% the original yes. content? Yep. Wow. Without hints. I don't think take? I ever found a single star. How long did it take you, Riff? Oh, I couldn't tell you offhand. It was a while. It was it was several days of intense play. But, Inten- uh, what, several days where you did not sleep intense play? No, I mean, I slept. I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into an into a shoulder breaking situation like I did with the Dwarf Fortress again. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, there might just be easier access to cocaine and for all we know. <laughs> That's true. But it, yeah, it's good, and the the storyline is interesting. They got the writers back for uh, that wrote uh, the 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 main game to do the uh, the new bit, and it's it's. Interesting. Huh, they got them back like they were not. People yeah, who they were, were like contracted. Staff. They're they're Ugh. indie guys, um, and uh, it's it's about you know you're you're one of the helper characters from the main game, one of the guys that you can discover and summon to give you a hint, and you you play as one of those guys who's been given the job of going to a, a sort of sectioned off section of the computer network. And freeing a bunch of AIs that were imprisoned there. And these guys have been trapped there in like the, the end room of, of puzzles. So they're like behind this locked door and all they have back there is a computer terminal. So in the past, 
you know, unknown number of years that it has been, these guys have created their own sort of online forum society out of the fragments that they could discover about what the human race was like and have sort of created this art collective where they spend all their time writing shitty fanfic and making really pretentious twine games about humans or uh, whatever about whatever but often humans yeah and you get to like read a bunch of their crappy fanfics and play some of their little twine games it's it's pretty good and that part is just a web browser it's it's within the game it's it's um okay it's it, it's not formatted like a web page it's it's very uh command liney but so is it just like press one to do this press two to do this yeah when you're pretty playing much, those yeah. games okay i mean that's kind of like you know because they they clearly had to write some sort of a scripting language to run those terminals for the game content i got crazy bored with that stuff in the talos principle so so fast huh. like, all the narrative bits i just yeah i just had no interest in exploring that stuff in the amount that they present like I feel like if they had taken the amount of stuff that was on that first terminal and spread it out over five terminals with like a puzzle between each one, I would have been thrilled with it. But the fact that it was like, all right, well, I'm playing this game, but I could take a break and read for 20 minutes. <laughs> I really I enjoyed like, it. Nope. So some of the philosophical concepts got a little got a little deep to the point where because I was spending a lot of time between terminals trying to find stars and stuff, I often lost the thread of what was being talked about by the time I got back to it. Or maybe you were but. just a pee zombie while you were playing and then uh, did not actually have any conscious experience of what was happening. That's possibly also true. A, a pee, pee zombie. zombie. <laughs> that is Better than worst. a pee golem. <laughs> Play anything else? Uh, I've all the other thing the that I've mainly been playing is I broke out the old uh, Game Boy Color cartridge for uh, Survival Kids, and I've been playing through that. Well, I've never it's even heard of it. Pretty this. compelling. It? It's a little uh, well, you play either a ten-year-old boy or girl whose father, for your tenth birthday, gives you a Bowie knife as long as your arm, and then the two of you go on a cruise which sinks. And you, you wash up alone on a, on a deserted island. So you have to, you know, pick up sticks and rocks and figure out how to craft tools and figure out what mushrooms you can eat or not and generally survive while also trying, while also searching the island and trying to figure out a way to get off of it. Is this in the same, is this in a series that made it to DS as like, into the blue. There was a yeah. There was a DS game called Lost in Blue. Which Lost I, in yeah, Blue. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's like and in this, the same world or anything. But I think it might have been the same developers. Uh, this sounds a lot like you know the the modern genre of survival game like Minecraft. Yeah, it's and, it's very much a, a just a very very early survival game. Is it is it really systems heavy? Uh, not really. I mean, you, you have your knife, so you have to, you stick it out like a little Zelda man's to poke at animals that are attacking you and things. Right. Uh, and crafting's really simple. It's like you've got, you pick two or three ingredients out of your inventory and jam them together and see if it works. Lost in Blue, I feel like I, it, 
So it, it, Wikipedia says that it is the same series. This is there was a second Survival Kids for the Game Boy that was only released in Japan, mm-hmm. but the series was continued on the DS with Lost in Blue and then Lost in Blue Two and Lost in Blue Three. The thing wow, that I think I didn't know they made two the thing three. that made me stop playing Lost in Blue was that you were like exploring and building stuff, but then you also had this like. If you picked the girl, it was the boy, and yeah. if you picked the boy, it was the girl in the cave that you had to constantly go back to and feed yeah. and take care of, that was and that was a just so obnoxious that it made me stop playing the game. Yeah, that that kind of turned me off to that as well. If you failed, did they or if you didn't do that, did they die? Yeah, just if game, they you know, if just they game die, over. You like lose, if you, yeah. yeah. I have uh, at I don't I I'm, I'm not sure exactly how far through the game I am. I estimate I'm. Well, I've discovered a thing that has given me a specific set of, I think, seven or eight tasks, and I've done three or four of them, and I think if I finish those, I, I win. Uh, but right about the time I discovered that task list, I did find another character on the island, uh, and they are trapped in my shelter the way the the other character in Lost in Blue is, but I have not had to feed them. They don't appear to have their own stats or anything. So so that hasn't been a problem. But uh, it's good. It's compelling. And yeah, my, I'm sure the developers were like, oh man, if only we had enough RAM to make you feed this guy. Yeah, to make feed you have this to guy. feed the other guy. But uh, I, don't, I don't have a lot of uh, uh, patience or uh, uh, attention span for old games so much anymore so the fact that i'm enjoying this enough to to keep playing it uh i feel like that says something well good yep what about you kevin i played a game called tough love machine it's a it's a little platformer kind of it's not okay it's not a platformer at all but it is a uh grid-based puzzle game that has gravity and you are controlling independent two independent arms that can stretch out a certain number of tiles uh, and have to wrap around obstacles and the goal of each level is to get two hearts uh, that are placed on the level next to each other is this like a puzzle script game it is not a puzzle script game it could it could have been is this an alan hazelden joint it is not um I forget who the developer is, uh, but it is well crafted and enjoyable. It's not very long. Uh, I can definitely recommend that. And What's then the, what platform? Uh, I think it's on Congregate, and you can also I think you can get an itch.io or something. Hmm. Um, and then I have continued to play a fair bit of Alpha Bear. Yeah. Uh, I was watching you do it and getting mad. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So. I have d- discovered a couple of degenerate strategies Uh-oh. for playing it. <laughs> um, some of them, the one that is sort of the most prevalent is leveling my low-level bears sort of in a passive way by every couple of minutes going back in, picking the fast recharging bears, and then just doing like the bare minimum to get a, <laughs> <laughs> to get a gold... Uh, a gold result and in the uh, in the timed uh, levels. Yeah, in the time levels, and then you just let the which is like at, at mm-hmm. the point where you're at. It's like you make two words or so one word, you, if one on word the level, that yeah. has a high enough score. Yeah, and then just let the timer run out. Yeah, so you only have to engage it for like 20 seconds out of every two or three minutes or whatever. Hmm. But uh, that's awful. That's 
pretty bad. That's very grindy and, and annoying. Uh, I, on the other side of it, I am pretty far along in that game and it is really, really hard. The reason that I'm spending time doing the sort of low level garbage is to try to increase my chances of making any progress in the high level game because it is, it is just brutally difficult to make progress now. Um, and I don't know. I feel like they're going to have to do some massive rebalancing of that game, and I'm not sure how they're going to achieve it. There's a bunch of different ways they could go, and I feel like there's nothing that's really optimal. And the problem is that it's just not... Their framework is really rough for a free-to-play, I think. You know? I don't it, know. They're like the... Uh, they're just the poster child for everything that's wrong with the world with free to play. Yeah. It's not there. It's not them. It's not their fault. It's like, right. like, yeah. did you guys see all of the outrage bouncing around Twitter today about, uh, windows solitaire, right? Windows uh, is now free to play. Yeah. Uh, windows they, is now a free to play OS. And like, so if, if you want to play an ad free version of solitaire, where you get more coins for doing your daily challenge, you got to pay a dollar a month for solitaire. Or $10 for a year. That's even cheaper, guys. <laughs> I, the best, I got... The best yeah, what are you going to do with all the money you saved? You can get a fucking deck of cards for like three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but you That's don't get coins. That's good for the rest of your life. <laughs> but think of all the money you'd have to spend on like sticky tech to get them to stay on your screen. Uh-huh. Yeah, and also, would you, would, you take, would you take a job setting up Klondike tableaus for a dollar an hour? Because I'll bet... That you will save yourself an hour of setting up Klondike tableaus by paying it's that dollar of, for that month of solitaire. I feel like part of the fun of solitaire is setting up the tableau. Oh, well, I feel like there is no fun part of solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's where the disconnect is. But I mean, I did enjoy it when I was a child. Is Are you a baby, Riff? Is that the problem? <laughs> I, I have not having? actually played a, a, a hand of 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 tableau style solitaire in a long time. But. Yeah. And I and I think you just wouldn't. You so know? what about free cell? Is free cell still free? Is that the free version of uh, Minesweeper? Uh maybe. No, it's it's uh it's another kind of solitaire. Oh okay. I didn't realize free was in the name when I started that sentence. <laughs> no homophone. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't remember free cell. I feel like it's a game. It's it, it's got like the the four, the four cells that you can put cards in, and you're trying to get all the cards up to oh, the top. That's right. It's like Klondike, except you can swap a card in, and everything out is the top. Everything slots. is face up, right? You just die. You deal out like eight piles face up, and you can move. Okay. One card at a time, and you're you're trying to alternate colors and go in descending order right and and like it's it's just a it's like klondike except you have access to more cards and you have constraints on moving piles of cards and you have all the information yeah oh at the start and theoretically every deal of it is solvable i don't think they've proven that but they have never found one that isn't um and it was interesting free cell was the first game that i ever saw that you could seed. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you could find out the seed of the game that you played, and then you could send it to someone else, and they could type in hmm. that seed. That is the first time I ever remember that happening. And it happened, like, Free Cell came with 
think Windows 2000 is when it started. I see. Which was what, like 97, 98 is when Windows 2000 was? I thought it was 2000. No, it definitely wasn't. It was like... Okay, I trust you. I'm just... Uh, it was, I was I definitely using Windows 2000 in the town that I moved out of in January of 2000. Oh, when, so, when did you have your when was Windows Millennium problem? Edition? I think that was 2000. Oh, huh, yeah. Oh, ME. Yeah. Because yeah. ME was like 98 plus... Right, right. Ninety eight was basically ninety five plus the Pro Pack, plus but Windows two thousand was basically the first modern Windows OS, though. Right, like I it think was it when, was a server operation. It, it was. It was. It was the. For... It was the sort of sequel. It was the follow up to Windows NT, but it was designed for home users. Like it was NT, except you could also run games on it, which was like, oh, this is perfect. Like Windows two thousand was basically Proto XP. Okay, right, because yeah. it, it had all of the features of the server version of the OS, but also all of the features of the home version of the OS. Like, because I think NT wouldn't run, you know, whatever DirectX was right was yeah. current then, like DirectX two or whatever. Um, but yeah, it came with FreeCell. I mean, FreeCell was good. Like, it was like, like anything that's just on your computer at work is right. going to be a game that a lot of people play the shit out of, right? For a dollar a month. You know, people were pointing out all over the place, you could just get Sol.exe from, like, a <laughs> Windows 3.1 ROM. Oh, yeah, it'll run. And it'll run, like, and you'll be fine. You could just go to any place on the internet where you can just play Solitaire for free. Like, it's just whatever. It's, it definitely it's seems just, like an odd choice. We are just in a world where you can't make money selling software yeah. anymore. Well, the, the thing about, like, that, that the idea that, you oh, you can just go get the original version, like... That only saves the savvy people. And there's still billions of people out there who don't know to do that. And they're just stuck with this shitty option of like seeing ads or paying a dollar a month. I don't think they care though. Like you find broadcast television to be abhorrent because of the ads. You are clearly in a weird fucking minority in that regard. Do people still watch TV? Yes. Really? Billions of them. <laughs> that like, <laughs> that's really hard to believe. I need to save these people. <laughs> Is it really billions of people? Maybe not. I don't know. It might be billion of people. I, I guess it depends on whether they're watching TV in China. They do. It's just upside down. That's Australia. I mean, that's Australia. I mean, if, <laughs> if that's the case, it, then, like, the reason they're putting up with it is because they don't know any better. It's switched you know? left to it, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like in a mirror. Switches left to right, but not up and down. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, in addition, I don't remember. Did I talk about uh, prune or pruned last? No, week? but I also played a little bit of. I played one poop's worth of that. Okay. And I had not been eating a prune, so it wasn't prune, very long. Not pruned. It's a it's a neat sort of organic style puzzle game. It's it's hard to describe because. I don't really know that I understand it well enough. Yeah, it seems like there's a tree that grows like like a computer simulation of a tree growing. Yeah. And you it can has a certain kind amount of, of juice. It has a certain energy. amount of juice, yeah, and you slice off halves of You're like pruning. it will branch and then you branches. slice off one of the branches and that branch stops growing and the other branch continues to grow and, can, and just, it, like, you're the, trying to get in end points of the tree into like a beam of sunlight. Yeah. Uh, hmm. And it's not hard at all so far. I haven't gotten gets, to any of the. It I, does hard. it get hard? Yeah. yeah. And also, if you get the branches of the tree into the actual sun, 
it's like an extra achievement for that level. But I don't think it's possible on every level. I've only done it once, actually, because I feel like that's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could be much more judicious about your pruning. Maybe. Maybe you can go back and use power-ups on your tree when you've learned how to do that. Uh, it's neat. It is a. It is sort of contemplative, and it's got a nice little soundtrack. And I, I have not gotten very far in it. I think I'm on the third. I haven't puzzles or had a chance to play this because it's not on Android. But I am w- one thing that I heard someone say was that it's thematically very. They were like comparing it to Missile Command in terms of like kind of it's kind of apocalyptic. Oh, huh. It does seem to be in a desolate setting. There's not much going on. Okay. Oh, yeah, I do remember, like, the sort of opening scene being weirdly, like, bleak. Yeah. I forgot about that, actually. But it's about growing trees and then flowers pop out on the end of the tree. So, mm. you know, it's it's like a little bit of Wally action going okay. on. Or there's okay. a boot with a plant in it. Plant boot. Yeah. Uh... But my uh, the way that I was playing Alpha Bear made me uh, wonder about degenerate gameplay, and we were sent a lovely article by yeah by Evan by Felga Evan yeah and it was about Scrabble yes and about like this is this article clarified for me a lot of things and explained a lot of lot about how my life has gone so far <laughs> and so it was really it was really elucidating um, was it was it related about- to that guy recently that won like a French. It Scrabble tournament. It, it mentions that. That gosh. is the that is the yeah. sort of beginning of the article. How yeah. somebody who doesn't know French spent some time just learning a bunch of French words and then yeah, won a just Scrabble like tournament. Just read a dictionary and then yeah, uh, over a couple of weeks. And what what the article talked about was the fundamental sort of difference between competitive Scrabble players that memorize a bunch of two and three letter words and also like are super. Uh, interested in board state and where you're putting your words and not like being sort of defensive and casual Scrabble players that just want to make cool words. words, Right. And how those two gameplay styles are completely at odds and how the, the social contract of Scrabble is, is much more about the, the latter. It's about making cool words and it has devolved in, sort of professional circles and also in sort of competitive individuals to be this thing that is because you're making words that are in the dictionary but they're words that nobody knows or uses outside of of sort of and like a lot of the game is pedantic games and oh that's interesting I've never even thought of that like that's that's a good point like like, if I remember right the rule is that if you if you challenge and it's in the dictionary then you lose your next turn I think yeah yeah so that's and that's interesting too, right? Because yeah. that's not a thing that that's that's not that has nothing to do, do with making cool words. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's kind of neat, actually, because that's a whole other like that's like the way to play Monopoly that nobody does because uh, they don't ever read the rules or whatever. But like the oh, actual, right, yeah. the actual, um, what are those auctions for the properties every every time something is sold or something? Um, but what this clarified for me is this is how I. I play all games and this is why people don't like playing board games with me a lot of the time is because I will look at a rule set and I'll be like, well, how can I, instead of playing this game in a casual, 
let's sit around the table and just sort of have an activity that we're doing together and somebody will eventually win and it will be fun for them. Everybody else is like, they're looking at the front of the box and saying, let's be those guys for an hour. (laughs) And I'm looking through the rules being like, okay, what are the loopholes (laughs) here? Yeah, what can I exploit? Yeah. And... You know, there's. I think playing games is some somewhere in between that. Like you wanna, you wanna be like striving for victory and having a strategy. You don't want Mario Party, right? Right. And so there, there is some sort of middle ground. But I, I think. Well, a lot of people want Mario Party. I guess that's true. Actually, I feel like most people are pretty happy with Scrabble. Scrabble is very popular. Yeah. Scrabble is popular among people who are not like dorks like us. Sure. Right? Scrabble is popular among people who aren't treating it like a weird math problem to solve. And it's like all the people watching broadcast TV, you know? Like, <laughs> there's way more of them than there are of us. Yeah. So, like, even if they are wrong, they can't be wrong, right? Like, they're still... Well, in, in this case, I just agree with those guys. Yeah. It... I don't like playing words with friends or whatever against people who are really playing to win. Right. Right. Because it's just playing it defensively. But you do like to compete. Right. Yeah. Because you like you are excited when you win and you're like, ah, I was so close when you don't like. The thing is, I am excited when I make big, awesome words. Right. And that is a thing that you don't really get to do much of if you are playing playing super. Yeah. If you're playing competitively, because like, well, the bigger the word that I make, the more opportunities I'm giving my opponent to play off of these high value squares on the board. Right. This is why, I mean, you know, we made word realms and and master swords, the forthcoming educational version of, of word realms that is actually good. Uh, and people, differently good people have criticized its design from the standpoint of like the only there is no board state here so the only thing that you're supposed to do is like make the best word with the letters that you have to which i reply yeah because that's awesome (laughs) making the best word is awesome and it feels really good and i want i want a video game where that's what you do as opposed to like you know, how can I, like, fuck over the other guy that I'm trying to enjoy some of my limited remaining time with? I think I think that's why it, the game is so popular with kids. Because no matter your, like, your vocabulary, for you, there is a word that you're making, like, like yeah, I'm making a word. Like, you're accomplishing something, right? Like, yeah. and it feels real good. <laughs> yeah. So, to a baby. You're saying, like, to a, to a, <laughs> across, to, like, to, to like, a basically, spectrum. like, an idiot who doesn't understand anything, my ideas make a lot of sense. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what you're saying. Yep. I agree with you. Uh, there was a a podcast that David Serlin did. He's that that um was talking about the problems with cooperative game design and information hiding. Where he was saying, like, there was two people on this podcast, and they're both very min-maxi kind of players. There's David Serlin and the fucking guy that he brings onto the podcast with him so he'll have somebody to be smarter than. Mm. <laughs> uh, it is. Wow. It is. <sighs> is that is that... Uh, like so I, that is certainly what it feels like. I've listened okay. to I've listened to a bunch of them, and I always just feel really sorry for anybody who has to be on a podcast with that guy. Like he is real smart, and I no, they spent a, in this I could not disagree more with basically everything that David Serlin feels. I think the things that he says 
make a lot of sense and are objectively true, but all of his emotions are wrong. <laughs> I, they spent... He's not drunk enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Th- this particular episode, they spent a lot of time agreeing with each other. So, like, I don't know if that was... Like, does he have a different guest? They always do. No, it's always the same guy. And I feel like he just is constantly, like, asking the guy a question, and then the guy doesn't know the answer to the question, so David Serlin will gladly explain it to him. And it's just, like, you know what? Give the guy some fucking notes. If you're trying to have a conversation with your friend here, (laughs) yeah, like, don't keep... it. uh, Like, I feel like it is just a weird lack of social skills that produces this situation that is just constant like I'm just constantly like wincing when I listen to Serlin's podcast like to the point where I've just kind of stopped because it's like you know I don't really enjoy this yeah Ugh. so he's they, a fucking smart guy and I they love, were it's yeah, just yeah they, they were talking about how um in games like for example pandemic where you're supposed to hide your hand from the other players yeah right, to prevent uh, one, any one player from dictating the entire game. But you can tell them what's in your hand. Right. And this is, this is the whole gist of that conversation is that like, well, that's obviously you, the right way to if play. You, is if you for can't th- tell them what's in the hand, then like, you can like, oh, is it higher than four? Right. You, you know, you can, you can always work, work around. Um, and, and because the optimal way to play is for the best player to make all the decisions. Yeah, exactly. Then the optimal way to play is to, work around all these rules that say you can't tell information because there's always going to be some way to sneak by them. And you know, that's one where I think that because of that, because that is the way that that is the way that experiences fall out of the set of systems that pandemic consists of. I don't like pandemic because I played a a good game of it with strangers and none of us really knew each other. So we kind of were all being very polite and nobody was, nobody would take charge. charge, And that worked out just fine. Did you win? We Played twice, we did not win the first time, but we did win the second time. Okay. Yeah. Like, my reaction to this was, well, just don't play with assholes. And, like, but then I realized, like, halfway through the podcast... If doesn't do that, you always lose. That's the problem with Pandemic. It's too tightly... It is balanced Maybe I haven't played enough of it. Yeah. Um, But my eventual realization was that, like, these two guys, they can't just not play with assholes because they are the assholes. Mm And so they actually have to design, like, they have to find games that actually do have reasonable ways of hiding information that aren't just like, well, don't tell each other. Is it possible to make a game that doesn't have degeneracy? I don't, I don't know the answer to this. And I, well, I, I mean, I think the better question is, is it possible to make an interesting game that doesn't have degeneracy? Right, okay. because certainly, like Candyland, well, has no degeneracy. It, I mean, it, is <laughs> it, there a it degenerate is degeneracy? Tetris, like I don't know, is is leaving a line on the right and only ever scoring lines with four, four long pieces degenerate? Like, or is that just playing? So. I mean, I that, that's just playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a risk you're taking because but, you might not get that line. I don't think there's anything degenerate about that, but yeah, I mean. Is it possible to make a complicated game? Is it possible? Okay, so here's here's here is I think the actual question that is of interest to me. Is it possible to make a game whose systems interact in complicated enough ways that emergent behavior and emergent surprising surprising em- behavior surprising things yeah. can emerge, but that there is no degeneracy in? And I think that maybe mm. it's not, unless you just get really lucky. I mean, 
the gist of this article is basically that Scrabble is bad, which I disagree with. I don't like that thing about Scrabble, People but it is bad. a... Scrabble doesn't spell bad words. It is a solvable, <laughs> but it is a solvable problem, which is ju- just play Scrabble for fun. Yeah. Right? Like, well, don't... that's the don't play with assholes strategy and which, don't be an asshole right I mean, that's uh, well some God. some people for some people that's very difficult yeah i mean and i'm one of those people right right i i mean i think you could probably solve a lot of the problems in scrabble by not having an official dictionary and just say well the players have to just agree to allow a word or not Yes, the, uh, yeah, so having the, the official dictionary is what caused the problem, right? Because then it's like, oh, well, now I have a source that if I memorize, I have an advantage. Right. right. And it brings and that's bluffing not fun. and so on into it. It's formalized, which I guess you need if you're going to have tournaments, but it's not fun. It's fun for... It, well, let me, let me step back from that for a second, though, and say I think it is fun for those people, but for a very different reason yeah. than casual Scrabble is fun for casual players. I think that both are potentially valid. I think games. the other the other trick is to never put those two classes of people in the same room together. Hmm. Right, but there's but people are on a spectrum from one end to the other. Like yeah, the author true. the author of the article was talking about how he's not one of the like memorize all the two and three letter word people, but he started playing defensively, and his wife started hating playing with him because. It just became way less fun. All right. she wanted to do was make awesome words. Right. Yeah. And she yep. didn't get a chance to do that anymore because he never gave her a double or triple letter, you know, word score thing tile. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, I think this is the same reason that I feel like I would never stream a video game because nobody would want to watch it because it's just me like jumping along the walls for 15 minutes. Finding every possible secret. Yeah. Yeah. You play I anything, think Jim? if oh, if sorry. you if you played that and then it, but instead of streaming it, edited it well or or learned it all and then did a let's play where you showed off everything that you had found much more quickly sure. than it actually took you to find, then people would be interested in that. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Do we have anything else to say about degeneracy, or has Jim played video games? I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Alpha Bear, and I've been playing Neko Atsume. Oh yeah, and have we? Those are the two games that uh, my girlfriend has been playing as well. Yeah, it's too bad she's she not alternates here. Alternates back and forth between them. Uh, Neko Atsume is really special. It it kind of is. <laughs> I have not checked in on it in yeah. Weeks, I haven't looked I at it now. in a long time. <laughs> I, what what is cap- special about it? Because it it to me it is it just seems like a, a strange free to play game. It's just that like in, instead of like building a town or whatever, you're just waiting for cats. It, that's strange. exactly what it is. You're, really you're like charming. you're okay. checking in and seeing like oh what. Do I get to see a cute new cat r- cat yeah, yeah. playing with this toy today? Did, also, did one of the adorable kitties leave me a weird gift? Yeah, yeah do I get a dry cleaning receipt or a? Are seed you pissed off at Chubbs from my glasses? Chubbs, Chubbs. It, oh who's, God, yes, <laughs> <who's> Greedo. <Chubbs? laughs> okay, Greedo. What, what do you call him? Chubbers. Chubbers. Right. Yeah. So, like the, the fat, fat cat, cat that, that always that eats, all eats all the food. All food oh. Yeah. I've only met that guy once. I didn't know that's what that was. I mean, he's got because you, because you get to name him. Everybody's got a different name from him. But like, like <laughs> I've talked to several people now, and they're all like, "God damn it, Chubs or whatever," <laughs> right? Like, 
that's a neat that is a neat shared experience that, that is yeah i like that but i like that one one of them brought me a cicada husk today yes yeah mm-hmm. yep. oh man i miss cicada husks they don't do they have them in san francisco <laughs> i've never seen one <laughs> they were everywhere when i was growing up in illinois like in that you could pull them off a tree and they'll stick to your clothes and it's great you can just cover yourself with them is whoa, this whoa, whoa, but was that what? only one year was, was this, this only one year or did this happen every year every year okay because there's yeah it's not like the seven year or 19 year cycle or whatever like that's the there's a different sort of thing yeah. i'm just imagining like I'm, you you bring home like thousands of these things and like cover your mom with them while she's asleep <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> no i mean it would be dozens not okay. thousands okay it, like they're cool they're just they look like bugs but they're inert and they that you can pull them off the tree and then they have like these all these barbs on their legs that will just stick to cloth and so you just I don't mind the husks so much but the existence of the husks means that the the actual bugs are nearby and they have those horrible black bodies and huge bulgy blood red eyes yeah I hate them they're, they just look like big like, oh, they're pillows disgusting. not if you're a crop they're like pillows with wings that yeah, and they make that cool noise. They make they make noise that lets the you know it's nighttime. Okay. Yeah, the noise lets you. It's the noise is an early drum. warning system to let you know that those horrible things are around. Yeah, <sighs> it's like don't leave the house. <laughs> you guys don't know season. how to live in harmony with nature at yeah, all. That's, that's nature is I, horrible. That's why I'm in Oakland, <laughs> not in like, not in like South Africa where there are spiders the size of dinner plates. That jump yeah. into the air and eat well, birds. All, all the better to to have as a meal. Yeah, a, a friend of mine talked about living in South Africa, and there were these there were these particular spiders that would come out when it was raining, and like he talked about, like one was trying to hide behind a wall clock, but it wouldn't quite fit. So there were these eight legs sticking out from behind the ah! clock. <laughs> wow, like yeah. a clock spider. Oh, weird. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty horrifying. I've also been playing um, Dead Space Two, which is a game that I played. I've I've I played back at launch, and then I've played like three or four times since then. And I just it's it's one of the games that like I feel like looking back on it, it might be my probably in my top five for the previous generation for the three sixty generation. the generation X, generation Y, right, the right, the, the snake people, and then the three sixties. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's one of those games that's like it's very much a triple A AAA bro shooter, mm-hmm. but done with such care and polish and like really well done set pieces and really solid writing and. I just always enjoy going back to it and going through that experience again. Is this the is this the Dead Space that's or sorry is this the Space Asshole game or is that like Red no, that's, that's Red, uh, Faction, Red Faction, Faction yeah. yeah which you should really play you think yes I think you would enjoy it a great deal okay it is like GTA Mars oh that sounds great and it has a lot of objectives to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah to I, I really enjoyed Red really Faction good. as well yeah. just running around. Swinging a hammer, just breaking breaking buildings. up buildings. Yeah, yeah. You should figure out a way to play it. It's really, really good. Okay. I yeah. bought Dead Space Two at your recommendation, but oh, I have yeah? uh, I have yet to ever play it. I should. How long does it take to play through it? Uh, probably about ten hours. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for me, that'd be like thirty. <laughs> maybe 
it, it's pretty linear. There's not that much to explore. So I guess we were talking about we we're talking about that. Like I, I played through all of Uncharted, and it was a reasonable amount of time. And I just played the way the game wanted me to play because there wasn't much. Like I didn't have much choice. I couldn't not yeah. shoot the guys. Right. Those I, assets are really expensive, and they really want you to see all of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's the same in Dead Space too. Yeah. So. I mean, I. I, it has like five studio logos at the beginning. Okay. So like, it's one of those things where like, yeah, we, and, it, and it's two discs on the 360. So it's wow. like two DVDs and it's not cutscenes. It's like, it's not Bubbles. FMV. It's actually all like assets. It's pretty crazy. Um, it's, but so yeah, it's, it's one of the most like, I want to say most expensive games, but I don't think it literally is. I think it's just like one of the most like, it, it, if I don't know, it's it looks. I don't know expensive. how to exactly put this. I don't know how to put this metric, but it's like it's it would it's expensive, but it is all it was efficiently used, mm. and the money is all there on the screen. So, like in terms of like actual ticket back can you like asset value, off? yeah, 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 you could reuse all those assets in your own game and nice. have a twenty million dollar budget game of your own. You might get um, lost in Dead Space 3, which has the crafting system. Oh, huh. And this, all the side quests. I just got a text from Melissa, and she says, I'm on episode 3 of The X-Files. When does it get really good? Episode 3, season 1? I think so. I think because they're re- apparently they're restarting this, the show. Uh, oh. If, if you, like... If you started earlier this month and watched one episode per day, you could catch up by the time the new, uh, the new. Well, it's too late for me then. Yeah, you might have to double up. Uh, <laughs> uh you could just I- get a list that tells you what all the plot episodes are and which ones are the Monster well, of the, the Week episodes ones. and just watch the plot ones. Yeah. Man, remember the Monster yeah. of the Week episode where Kubiak was like a garbage monster? I don't know that I do. I remember the the Bug Man episode. I thought that was yeah. I remember well, the that the one. problem with that strategy, if I remember right, is that the plot doesn't actually go anywhere. It doesn't. So yeah, in a lot of cases, I feel like the Monster of the Week ones are probably the stronger episodes. Right. The, the episodes that I liked most were I forget the author's name, but uh, Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. Uh, in season three was like by far my favorite X Files episode. And the one like that that writer wrote like four of them, and they were all really strong. There was one that set in a carnival, a traveling circus, or something like that. And then there was yeah yeah it, I I would recommend like if you want I I don't know I don't know if I could really recommend X Files this series to anybody, but I can recommend those four episodes as being really good. It seems like a thing that I would have liked, but I just didn't. And I've seen maybe two episodes of The X-Files, and it just wasn't a thing that ever got its hooks into me. I got to play some Mario Maker. Oh, nice. Oh. Um, it, it. What were the circumstances? I So, my girlfriend works at Facebook, and Nintendo did an event at Facebook where there is apparently in the set of launch levels for... Mario Maker, there is going to be the official Facebook level made by people at Facebook. Apparently, Facebook employees were able, were like collaboratively 
making the Facebook level for Mario Maker. Okay. Right? So, I I don't know. I couldn't see it because I didn't get to go past the rope. You're not allowed to make a level. doing this. I right. saw, I, saw okay. I, I, I looked over the shoulder of a guy who had spelled out the word Facebook in coins on a level. <laughs> so, maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe that's the big yeah, that secret. Yeah, sounds, that sounds like <laughs> the what they would secret. do. secret. Spoiler. Um, but I... So... They just had some, some, some Wii U's set up and for a while it was like waiting for a station and a guy was just playing a bunch of the hard levels. And then the Nintendo dude that was there was like, do you want to play this or do you want to see the editor? And it was like, well, I just want to see the editor. Like that's the only thing that I care about because like that's, that's why would you care about anything else? Like I don't, I'm not <laughs> interested in playing like all of these super hard, like if I wanted to play Mario levels that somebody else had made, for me, like on, in a professional capacity, I would just play any of the existing corpus of Mario games <laughs> that already exist. For whatever reason, like I had always assumed that the editor for Mario Maker, you'd have to control it with just analog sticks. Oh, I thought you were going to say like you'd have to draw the level out, you'd photograph it, send it to Nintendo. They would make it. <laughs> they, send it back they, to you. they did. They did tell the Facebook engineers if you if you can't find a station, we also have some graph paper oh. for you. So that that was that was kind of them. Um, so when you're designing levels in Mario Maker, you have like a big touch screen and a stylus. And it's like on the Wii U controller and it's actually really, really nice. And like the, the guy like sort of gradually figured out that I n- knew some stuff about Mario and he was like, if you shake a thing, it, you, you can get different variations on it. And it's like, so you, you grab the like Koopa Troopa from the palette. And then if you shake it around, it'll turn into a red Koopa Troopa. And I was like, oh, okay. So this one will just like walk back and forth on a platform instead of just walking off the edge of it. And he was like, ha, yeah. And that's, and that's when he started actually telling me cool stuff about it as opposed to just giving me the like press line. You can like, I had to ask him a few times, like, how do I, like, make a pipe and then make that pipe go somewhere? Like, that was not super obvious, but when you're in the editor, you also have a little Mario on the screen that you can drag around or move around with the joystick, which is actually way faster. And then when you go to playtest it, the Mario will just spawn wherever he is in the edit version. When you then do something there and go, you do something in play mode and then go back to edit, you get a little tracer of where Mario has been and he explained this is so you can like how high can I jump off of this thing like where should I put this next platform and I because I saw it like didn't exactly figure out like why so it's like all right I'm trying to design a challenge where you have to bounce off of a thing that's flying to get up but I don't intuitively know like how far that is so I just do it then go back into edit mode and it shows me where I've been so I know like exactly where I can get to Ah, good it there are and th- there is just like this. The more I messed with it, the more I found just like everything that you expect to work will and everything that you're like, I wonder if this does something does and it does something interesting. He was like, all right. He, he's like, drag a Goomba down there. I'm like, OK, put a Goomba in the level. He's like, now get a mushroom and p- drag it on to the Goomba. And you did that. And then it turns into like a giant Goomba. <laughs> Ah, wow. Right. Okay. And I said, how do you make a fire I'm like, flower? I'm like, how do you make a, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what happens. I, I was only working in the new Super Mario Brothers U palette, which I'm not super familiar with that. But like the, the one thing that I wish I had done was switch to one of the other palettes. Um, but this had, 
I am guessing, let's see, 12, like 60 things that you could drag in to the to the screen. So monsters and pipes and monsters. Yeah, and monster, monsters and, and features and everything. But there was never an interaction I tried that didn't work. I was like, I wonder if I can make a question mark block. And when you hit it, a potobu comes out of it. And it's like, <laughs> yep. Like, just put a question mark block down. And then you can basically drag anything into it. That's, and then that's awesome. when you hit the question mark block, that's what comes out of it. Uh. It's like, it is so so cool like it was just so exciting to play with and it felt so good to use this tool and then to just be able to play it on the screen like it i kind of want to buy it like i feel like little big planet made me feel about a ps3 Mm -hmm. which is setting me up for the same kind of disappointment i think but like a wii u is not actually all that expensive and even if i bought a wii u and then fucked around with mario maker for a couple of hours like i would still probably feel like i got my money's worth out of it it's it made me so happy to be messing with this thing like that's that's the only way that i can put it like it was fucking great like it is imagine like what somebody describes this is what mario maker is in your imagination what it could be seems like what it is and i'm sad that it seems like what people are interested in is just making these ridiculous hard levels out of it and i hope that a culture will emerge of just clever stuff i think we're going to see some good stuff coming out of the community if if the filtering is any good yeah yeah and it sounds like they're putting a lot of work into this, putting a lot of thought into it. So hopefully that thought extends to like, yeah, what the the online infrastructure is and like level storage. And I, I keep thinking of things that I would have asked the guy, but yeah. but I just didn't have time. I yeah. wonder if you can put in speaker blocks with your own text. I oh, doubt wow. that yeah. they would take that risk. The um, little big planet community came up with a lot of like really interesting and creative stuff besides just difficult they did a lot of yeah, story yeah. And that, stuff that's what i was thinking about like when i said things that, that I think you the... just went in and, and it played a weird song or just told you a weird story with puppets and right. just all kinds of stuff well and also just like some there were just some really good really straightforward levels yeah 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 but that's the thing. This is Little Big Planet with like tried and true non bullshit. Actually, good platforming. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's. I mean, and we saw some of that, or I did, with that the 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 um, World Championships, the Nintendo World Championships event had a a Mario Maker level. It was just like really interesting, creative stuff, and it was like it was definitely on the hard side, but you could tell it was like well considered, and and people were trying to. Do interesting, surprising things more than they were difficult things. Oh, I didn't actually finish the thought. The way that you determine where a pipe goes is you pick up the little Mario in the editor scene and drag him into the pipe. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, well, now you're in the underground part of the level. So figure out where your exit pipe is. And then when you make another pipe and drag him into it, you then figure out where that goes on oh, top. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you can make like mazy kind of stuff. And, like, it does kind of seem like in order for it to be intuitive, they have maybe made it slightly less flexible in terms of what you can do. Like, I don't know if you can connect a pipe to another pipe in the same space easily. It seems like the kind of thing they would figure out how to let you do, but they might have just decided, no, the way to do that is too confusing. Like, because there's no words anywhere. 
right? Like, so there's a limited amount of stuff. Like when you're making a content creation tool that is entirely visual, I feel like there are limitations on what you can pull off. Like you can't really do context menu stuff very readily unless you figure out a really straightforward way of expressing it iconically. Ah, man, I, it sounds great. It is. It, I am excited about it. Hmm. Like I am, even if I don't end up buying a, like, and I feel like I will probably the, the my vigor will wear off here, <laughs> right. but I'm, I'm trying to think like, I think Jake has a Wii U and yep. I'll bet it will end up at the office at some point, And maybe I can just play this video game some more because <laughs> it was really fun. And I want to play it some more. I feel like that's the thing that Jake will play with. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And even if it's just, I mean, I might only get another couple hours of entertainment out of it, you know, like, and that's the, that's the thing where it's like, well, okay. Like, I, like, I've been burned so many times by being, not even burned, just like, I've been excited about a thing and thought, oh, I'm really going to mess with this a lot. And then like, oh no, it turns out I'm actually going to get bored after a couple hours. And like, that's fine. But it's like, I don't know. It just, and maybe it was something about like, the, the iconography of a Mario game just makes me happy. Like, I like Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. I think in in large part because, like, oh, a mushroom. I know what a mushroom does in this context. Oh, a fire flower. I know what a fire flower does in this context. And it's like, there are these things that are just because they have always been there in my life are just elemental, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to just play with them and discover all of these different surprising interactions between them in a creative way, like, it it felt like playing Minecraft for the first time. Hmm. Like, just making these things, it felt, like, familiar and, like, exciting in, in terms of, like, exploring a possibility space that you don't know how far out it goes, but it it keeps delivering on everything you think it might deliver. Yeah. Like it just, it just felt so good. I'm trying to think if there was anything else specific that I wanted to mention about it. I think those are the only, it was like the putting the mushroom in the Goomba, shaking a thing. I was like, how do you make this? Like, where's the icon for a paratrooper? And he was like, oh, well you just drag a P wing onto the Koopa and it turns it (laughs) into a paratrooper. I'm like, oh, of course. Like that, Seems like a thing that I would have figured out. Ah, man, it's just so good. I'm so curious about the internal history of that project in terms of like, what were their tools like for making Mario levels for the new Super Mario Brothers series, for example? And they weren't like that. There was a little bit in the very first, the DS new Super Mario Brothers, there was a little bit of like that joy of like weird shit happening. The giant Mario. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, but for the most part, that series has been very like, no, let's just do the same thing as last time. Kind of hidebound. But with new levels, yeah. And I feel like if they had... I don't know if it was an ethos thing or if it was a tools thing. Like, if they had had that uh, Mario Maker tool set that you're describing, I think they would have made a very different series and a much more interesting one. I'm interested to see the kind of, you know, the, the 
Super Mario World ROM hacks that people make where it's just like, ah, just hold B and run to the right and this will play a weird song yeah. out of the sound yeah. effects. Like, it seems like you, I don't, I didn't ask if you could, like, can I start this level with a turtle shell with momentum? Oh, right? Yeah. Because if you could do that, because you can then put anything in activatable blocks, like, you could just sequence an entire level by having a turtle shell running along underneath it, causing things to happen as you went past it. You could probably start Mario up in the air, and if you just let him drop, the, the shell will start moving. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure I'm sure it's possible to, to make it happen somehow. Yeah. Ah, man. I... I, I also, I just really wish that I had messed with one of the other tile sets. Like, I wish that I had messed around with, all right, what is this? What, how does this play if I do the original Super Mario Brothers one? Cause I asked him if the physics were different depending on what tile set you used. And he said, no, I think it's just all new Super Mario Brothers U physics. Yeah. My understanding, and this could be com- completely misremembering, but I think that they just, it's just a reskin visually. So like they, they drew all that stuff in the Super Mario Brothers art style as well as in the new Super Mario Brothers style and mm-hmm. Mario 3 style. I mean, it's fine. It has, it, it has the like Mario 64 backflip kind of thing. Yeah. I think. And it has the butt pound and it and the has, wall jumps. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where you can kind of cling to, cling to a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have the spin jump from mm. Super Mario World. I think that I forgot maybe, about that. That's funny. Cuz that's like slightly different, right? That's the thing that gives you destructive power going down, yeah. and I think the butt stomp is what does right. that now. Right, yeah. Um which is nice because it requires fewer controls. It doesn't require an additional button to do it. It's just a thing you do when you're in the air. Right. Um Anyway, I'm excited about that. The only other thing that I did that was of any note was I went and did a Friday Night Magic, Magic the Gathering draft on Friday, and that was pretty fun. I I was expecting to go to a, like, neighborhood game store and just find, like, you know that guy whose Tumblr is just him, like, posing in front of, like, fat dudes' ass cracks sticking out? Like, just basically being mean to fat nerds? I was more or less expecting that but then i sort of remembered oh i'm in san francisco now this is all just really good looking rich people who also happen to play magic like, right so it's like just a bunch of like crossfit lawyers or whatever that are all like oh we're also just oh we're total dirk we're total dirks they're all named dirk <laughs> super weird anyway did a magic draft and it was it was fun like it was just playing magic with a bunch of people and Magic is a good game. <laughs> like the new set is really straightforward. I like I wish Kevin that you had been around for when we were like practicing for this and then doing it because I think I think you would find it fun. Now, the current set that people are drafting in has very few weird rules and the ones that are are very easy to understand and and very well explained on the cards like this is it's not a new core set, but it's very similar to a core set, I think, in its kind of ethos. And it's just, it's, it reminds me a lot of Hearthstone. Like, mm. there is not, it, 
Ben Grew, who is the my, my sort of magic dealer Sherpa here. Yeah, I guess dealer <laughs> dealer is a better. Uh, he was I was I was playing against him, and I would be like, "All right, I'm done. I'm not going to attack." He was like, "Yes, yeah, yes, you are." He was like, "Well, look, if you attack with this guy, you put me in an extremely difficult position. Like, because there's a guy that you can like at any point sacrifice a creature to give it plus two, plus two, right? Which makes the combat math." extremely complicated if you know what you're doing for them on the other on the other side of it and so he was like you need to be attack you need to be attacking every turn with this guy as long as you have creatures to feed it and like he was like if you do this thing because you can sacrifice after they yeah announced like after defender. after blockers are declared whatever so like anything that they yeah anything they block it with they're not going to kill it necessarily like it's this is the nantuko husk uh I started, I said, there once was a husk from Nantuko, and people thought that was funny, but not not funny enough to actually laugh out loud, like most of my jokes. There was one, like, 12-year-old kid uh, being a real dipshit, but then somebody told him to shut up, and he did. <laughs> so, that was like, oh, okay. I guess that kid's, that kid's probably got a future. <laughs> I just, I was, I was a, a second away. I was like one joke from that kid away from saying, boy, I remember when I was a dipshit. <laughs> but I didn't have to because somebody was like, "Kid, shut the fuck up." <laughs> it's pretty good. So there was it was just all adults playing at the Gamescape up on Divisadero. It was good. I lost. I played eight games and I won three of them, so that it's was fine. I, I had some help. Like I drafted the cards and then sort of lost the courage of my convictions. But then Ben helped me make a better deck out of the cards that I had than the one that I was trying to run. So. It magic is a really good game. I yeah, like is, yeah. I I genuinely believe at this point that like not only have they created a situation with the way that they've encouraged sanctioned play to only use the most recent cards. Like not only have they created a thing which allows them to keep making money, right? Because it's basically like this is a way that I am really excited to engage with this. I would like to go out on a Friday night and spend $15 and be able to have some new magic cards to make a deck out of and play Is that play how with. much the draft It costs? was 15 bucks to draft, yeah. Like, sometimes it's 10 It depends on whether they're trying to make any money off of the packs or not. You bring your own packs, and it's, like, costs almost nothing, apparently. Um, you win packs for winning rounds, too, so I got... Uh, I, Huh. For for my fifteen dollars, I got three booster packs worth of cards that I drafted, and then just a, another booster pack because I I won one round in it. But not only have they made a thing that's making them more money, I genuinely believe like that they have made a game that is better than it was when we played. Like because when we played, it was basically like whoever had spent the most money on this if they were if you were playing against people who were taking it to the degenerate extremes right where all they right. wanted to do was win that was always my frustration i wanted to just make a new deck every time and play goofy theme decks and do weird things that relied on one trick that might never come out or whatever but the guys that i played with were always just like nope this is my deck it wins all the time and so it just kind of wasn't fun just constantly losing against people who I weren't constantly trying to make first turn kill decks yeah and that kind of thing yeah. I mean in a way though I feel like that is a way of kind of availing yourself of the expressive potential of the game 
Like, it's just a very particular expression. Right. <laughs> right. That also happens to be one that wins, as opposed to, you know what I mean? Like, you wanted to be clever. You wanted to be the clever guy that made the deck that could win on the first turn because it was like, ah, that's a trick. But then if you were actually going to play, you would pull out a different deck and play, right? Like, right. Yeah, you could do that with chess too. There's like a whole bunch of like, like one, like very fast win strategies that only work if people aren't paying attention. You saying chess two, the sequel, or <laughs> chess as well? Chess comma yeah, also, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like fianchettoing your bishop right away, and if they make the wrong the series of it's, it's like it's like mifluaying. <laughs> what uh, you if you pirouette your rook, you're making what? this up now. <laughs> okay, to fi- to fianchetto one's bishop is to <laughs> sounds dirty. Your first move is, is your first move is the pawn to the outside of the bishop. And then you move the bishop into the space that that pawn used to occupy. And then there is like, there is like a common three move checkmate that you can do if the other guy is not paying attention that starts with fianchettoing the bishop. Okay. And you, you, you end up with the space that that bishop can then be used to threaten the king protected by a knight, maybe? Like, I, I forget exactly how this thing worked, but it was done to me once, and then it was explained, and it was like, well, this is how you avoid that, is by, just don't, don't let them do it. <laughs> the way that you avoid this is by being better at chess, idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's... I thought you were talking about chess, too, because, like, David Serlin is just... Because uh, I said chess, too. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, man. Do you guys want to talk about the assignment? Assignments. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hot throttle. Hot are we throttle. doing this in order? All right. We are. Uh, so I, I like these games in the opposite order that we listed them. Really? <laughs> me too. I think. I'm, yes. I'm the me reverse. too. <laughs> I also, I also was way more excited about Hot Throttle than I was about the other huh. two. Huh. I, I liked all of. The, I liked so Hot Throttle is a game where you're a guy who thinks he's a car. Yep. Uh, you make cool noises. Cars don't talk. Yeah. You do make cool noises. I like everything about this game except the gameplay, and I think the gameplay is fucking terrible. Oh, I had a great time. It yeah. was fun. Interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah, big no, into I, racing I, games. I'm sure if 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 well, you were to compare it as, as a racer against other racing games in the genre, it would not stack up. But my as feeling a flash probably, racing game, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, you, you, you like, you're chugging around a track and you, you pick up, like, weapons and offensive and defensive stuff and you use it and... You're knocking other cars out of the way. I mean, I never had a, I never had a race where I did not come in dead last because really? I couldn't tell, huh. I could not tell the the track from not the track. Yeah, I think you're like, supposed to memorize it, and I didn't bother. Yeah. Eh, I mean, I lost my first time through. I did. I I was not able to to get into the top three by the time it will kick you out if you have not done that. But my second time through, I was. Like in second place the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. So I Too bad figured, there's no I feel points like for second best riff. Well, you win the game. <laughs> second place is first loser riff. I got turned into a real car. Mm. That's oh, good wow. enough for me. But uh, I couldn't tell the difference between like obstacles and power ups. Power ups are just garbage bags. Yeah, you just you just needed to go around the track slowly once to see what it was like, and then you could then you would know, and then you could just play the rest of the game. <laughs> And I think it would have been fine. Did this game have a 
multiplayer mode? Not that I'm so. aware of. It it really feels like a game that's intended to be like a kart racer, like Mario Kart. Hmm. What other games has Cactus made? Uh, Hotline, Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I went and looked at the list of games he'd made on his site, and that wasn't listed. That's well, because that's a collaboration. So as a just Cactus, as a Cactus collaborator, is Doom Laser a complete prick? <laughs> I only have one data point to suggest that everyone who works with Cactus on video games is an asshole, but it's a a shining data point. Um, I, was, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Let's, let's not devolve. Sure. Uh, oh, was this published by Devolver? Yes. Uh, no, it was not. Uh, it, it was super charming. The, the cutscenes were weird and yeah, I loved com- them. Yep. I loved the cutscenes. Yeah. Music was great. I like the art. Yep. Yeah, everybody's except, really except, sweaty. Except yeah. in gameplay. I didn't like the gameplay. I like that the swimsuit lady was offended when it turned out it was a banana right. in your pants. <laughs> I've got more. You want one? That was yeah. so good. Yep. It was pretty good. Oh, God. The people are so grotesque. Everything was so gross. <laughs> yeah, it was really... I kind of want that game just without the races. <laughs> the... the, the uh, person who thinks that they're a car and running around like that's just so strange and yet understandable <laughs> and uh, who doesn't love pretending to be a car uh, right or plane Bro. like the the sequel to this game is clearly some sort of like dog fighting like game where air traffic like controller like pilot wings <laughs> yeah hot wings monkey target hot wings <laughs> there you go <laughs> Well, maybe you can collaborate with Cactus, and then I'll think that you're a total asshole. Okay. Stick shift. It's a really good masturbation simulator. It's kind of one. It's kind. It. It. Okay. Did Is you get it pull over by the cops? Yes, that was that was my ending, and then, I was I was gonna. I don't ask, think that's like, a cigarette. I don't think that's an. There's ending? two endings. That yeah, is so. I, so I got pulled over, and then I just kept blowing kisses at them. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, "Oh, this is a blow kisses at the cops." And it just makes a timer. timer. It makes a timer get bigger before you can play again. Yeah, because you load it back up, and it's the countdown well, timer is still there. So, <laughs> so I think so blowing kisses at the I cops think, increases your refractory period. Is yeah, that yeah. I think when you when you win, that's the refractory period. When you're blowing kisses to the cops, that's the time you're in jail. Right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're being held. Oh, I see. The more kisses you blow to the cops, the angrier they get. You right. can also just, like, move the mouse to look around and, like, oh, now I'm blowing a kiss at this cop. Now I'm blowing a kiss at this cop. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really... It was really charming. Really charming. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, I, I, but I didn't actually get all the way up into fifth gear. I was, like, getting close to shifting, and then the cops... Yeah. Oh, when so, I shifted into fifth is when the cops pulled me oh, over. So that right, was, right. I so, assumed that was one of the endings. Weird. What's the cigarette ending? I was reading about this. Wait, there is there's no a six. There's a 48% yeah, wait, chance that the cops arrest you for having gay sex. Okay. Uh, and that's apparently, like, a statistic from actual gay sex life. Hmm. Um, okay. Not that you get arrested 48% of the time, but something happens 48% of the time. Um... It's just a random chance whether you get to finish or not. Yeah, I guess for those for those listeners who did not play this game or look into it, this is a game about jacking off a gay car. Right. Yeah, you're you're there's it's a split screen. On the left-hand side is your face and you can sort of you're like sort of looking around, but your looking around is also the same control as actually moving uh your hand on the stick shift. Right. Uh and so you're basically sort of, you know, 
manually. Right. Ma- yeah. Right. You're trying to get. You're shift. trying to get with to the RPMs within a certain range so you can shift up. Right. And you react to these shifts in a very uh, pl- like pleased yeah. way. His, yep. his eyes glow like headlights. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So this maybe game he's is also a car. I, I love uh, both this and Cobra Club. The the look of them is very like it's very triple A. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Very polished and yeah, um, stick shift is really nice. Yeah. to look at. And I think like these games were super low budget. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, there was an article that uh, the author posted recently about it about um. It wasn't even an article so much as like, here's how you get, to, like, Adobe just turned off the billing system on one of their, uh, tools for rigging and animating characters. And so it's effectively free now. And huh. so he, he wanted to tell everybody about this so that, like, in part to help destroy the idea that, um, fidelity is equivalent to, to quality or production values or polish. And I think this, like, making games like this is also a way for him to do that. To, like, this is just, um, this is basically just a marketing strategy and not, like, an indicator of quality. Hmm. Wait, do you mean he's trying to, like, make things that do not have much depth but look like they have all of the indicators of quality to, like, subvert the fact that it looks nice? Uh, by producing something that looks really nice but well, doesn't it's, in the end consist of much in, or in to that effect it's more like make something that looks like what AAA is doing except it's actually about gay sex. Okay. And that's a subversion of a sort. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I really liked uh, Stick Shift it, as an experience. It is I I feel like there's probably no way for me to say this without upsetting somebody or being some kind of a monster but it is it was nice in playing these games to to consume something that was coming from a sort of non-standard sexual voice that was not the like army of trans lesbians making twine games okay right like and and I guess like Gone Home is the notable exception to this because it's not like sort of in that little club of people. Like this is a, this is, these are games that are coming from a sexual perspective that is not mine, but they're not, they're not about cutting off dicks the way that, (laughs) the way that like say a porpentine game is about cutting off dicks and they're not about, they're not like preaching. They're not, I'm not, no, it's not even not preaching. It's just, they are from a perspective that is easier for me to imagine than, and easier for me to empathize with than the perspective of, like, say, dysphoria. What about luxurious superbia? Uh, that, I'm just refused so I, to I, play. I think, <laughs> but, so what, stick shift is a celebration of, like, of what the author feels like is the the great things about having sex with the gay car, I guess. Um, and I feel like dysphoria is like in a discomfort part, simulator. I mean, partly, but I think like especially towards the end, it's also a celebration, 
Right. But I, I mean, I guess what I'm. And, and like, I wanted to make the comparison there too. Like, I, I think dysphoria is really good. I think it's really no, worth absolutely. playing. And I wanted to make the comparison to, um, that author's, what, what that author is working on right now is a, um, an art installation at NYU. What Anna Anthropy is working on? Yeah. And it's, 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 it is a pair of her old shoes in a treadmill. And, and this is like a, a reaction to, um, people playing games like Dysphoria and, and like saying, Oh, I get it now. Oh, this is the, you must walk a mile in my shoes. Right. And, but, but, and, and her point is that, like, no matter how many w- miles you walk in my shoes, you're not going to beat my high score at it. Um, which is much more like, like a fuck you, no, you don't get it attitude, like almost petulant. Right. Which I mean, and that's a, like, I get more, I get more of a combative sense out of anthropy stuff than I do about porpentines, right? Like, sure. Eh, Porpentine. Yeah, and, and a lot of Porpentine stuff is also very celebratory. It is, but it's also, there's a lot of cutting off dicks in it. I, I haven't played those games, I guess. You it, have. <laughs> Zach is, Zach is particularly oh, sensitive to this reading of, okay. of yeah, all right. reading between all right. the lines kind all of. Alright. It's, you know, t- t- cut off a dick once, shame on you. <laughs> Cut off a dick twice, like definitely shame on you. I'm not imagining this. Like if <laughs> cut off a dick in every single one of your twine games. Like I mean, she was when Emily Short is interviewing her about the scene in Howling Dogs, which I just immediately read as cutting off your dick. Emily Short's reading was something else. Porpentine was like, eh, okay, I guess if that's what you think it's about, that's fine. It's about <laughs> cutting off a dick. Like, and then later there's this thing where you just cut off a dick with scissors in a different game by Parpentine. It's a theme. It's it's a recurring theme in her work. Just saying. I don't think I've it played was, these games. It was nice. It was nice to have these games that are just about dudes who like each other's dicks. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. that is a thing that is much easier for me to get into the headspace of. I mean, yeah. as a, you know, as a guy with a dick, I can imagine liking a dick, not wanting to cut it off. <laughs> That's the thing. It's easier for me get, to get into the headspace of liking a dick than it is for me to get into the headspace of cutting off a dick. And so this was this set of assignments, hot throttle n- not included. Right. Right. It like I'm glad this is out there. I'm glad that there's just some kind of fun, goofy, like not judgmental not with any agenda other than just like this is who I am and the kind of thing that I want to make, right? Which I just don't. I I can't bring Club myself. Was kind of a commentary on the surveillance state. I mean, well, sure, oh, yeah, that 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 too, <laughs> so, which I really enjoyed. So so yeah, Cobra Club is the next game a by dick by pick the six simulator. I'm going to complain about something in Cobra Club before I start talking about the things that I think are good about it. Do you remember, Riff, that that weird... The dating sim that all the text was just Markov chain stuff? Yeah, kind of. Y- your swimsuit swallowed my something, yeah, something, yeah. you egg. Yeah, I forget like what that. it was yeah. actually called. Uh, the randomly generated text in Cobra Club... 
Do you think it's randomly generated? Oh yeah. It Well, it's 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 picking a bunch of shit from lists and it is yeah. like 0% content aware and yeah. it drove me crazy. Okay. I meant it, context like, aware. All it has is it like uses, positive or negative. Sure. And it uses those whether you're agreeing to do something or agreeing to receive something, which yeah. that is the thing that drives me the most insane about it. Like, I want you to send me some pics. Do it. I'm open to it. Like, no, yeah. that is not. Just write a different fucking set of these. Yeah. That is going in the opposite. Like, it it drives me nuts when procedurally generated text is done badly, mm-hmm. and this is just this is just because of the work that I like doing and the the things that I appreciate about the power of procedurally generated text. Right? I was able to get into a headspace where I just was laughing at that stuff. Yeah, yeah. a lot of the time it was pretty pretty funny. It yeah. was, but a lot of the time it was just random adjectives. Like, I mean, it's funny that, like, oh, all right, now it's like I need. You're given some options to how to describe this dick that you've just been shown, and it's just two like adjectives pulled out of the dictionary. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is dishonorable. That is kind of funny. Yeah, jagged. <laughs> uh, so. it, I could not figure out how to move the sliders. Such that the dick didn't look like weirdly deformed. No, it did well, look initially pretty weird. Did you? I mean, it, it, ever, it got even weirder after yeah, so I did, unlocked the extra controls. But yeah, God, well, that way you can change the extent to which your balls are asymmetrical. Well, <laughs> and it's pretty good. I could never recover from uh, the hernia checkbox. Like once I let go of that, it was just this <laughs> deformed, eighteen foot long yeah, thing. Yeah, just, the, it uh, seems like when you when you when you switch it into hernia hernia proofing up or whatever, the shorter you make it on the slider, the longer it gets in the game. Like that's so weird. I just started taking a bunch of screenshots of like, yeah, the the like it just seemed like the end of your dick was just being dragged to various corners of the screen that you couldn't see ah so good your swimsuit jumped over its own weathercock you liar Ah, is the name of that game which did a lot of randomly generated text but did not bother to even do like the basics of dividing it into sentences and stuff like stopping starting at a capital letter and ending it punctuation like noise it was just noise and this this reminded me of that in that like it just did no context-aware filtering of the options that it presented you, and it made it feel to me like there was nothing to find in there, in a way that if it had just been slightly more curated, like, so I don't know how, I don't know how far it goes, like, I got the thing that you get by clicking the the O in the profile thing a number of times, I got the thing that you get by clicking the toilet paper a bunch of times, like, getting the extra photograph filter yeah you you unlock a bunch more photograph filters if you click the toilet paper roll a bunch of times did you do the light bulbs no i didn't get that one i like i didn't know i couldn't tell if there was anything that i was doing that made it more or less likely that the people that were chatting with you would Would give give you you a secret secrets yeah or i think it was random if it was just a if there was just a sequence of them like i got to the website which then based on the readme file i believed meant that i was done yeah well did you so I really liked the mom side story. Yeah. <laughs> Where, knock, knock, knock. What yeah, are you doing in I there? Got, are you out like, of toilet paper? I got like three or four of those. E- eventually she tells you like, oh, I'm going to the store now. Have fun with your penis pictures. <laughs> no. 
It's it's because they're all over the internet. That guy looks pretty old to be living with his mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Robert Yang has a type. <laughs> it the knocking on the door, like having the game make you believe someone is knocking on your door while you are playing this game <laughs> is a pretty strong move, actually, because this is in SFW. Yeah, I mean, I played it at work. Did you? I did. Did you play it in the office? I did. Yeah. Well, and you just left the door open? I you did. Have, you just always leave your door open. You're always in a room with an open door. You're never in a room with I a door I have a closed. policy. Yeah, you have an open door policy. So, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. You get used to it when you have a cat that wants to wander around, and you don't want to have to, like, open the door for it every ten minutes. No, you don't. You don't let a fucking cat decide how your life works. Anyway. Should have killed that cat before its diabetes went into remission. <laughs> that cat is a real asshole. I took care of uh, I took care of that cat for a week. Well, Kevin, you and didn't Melissa kill it once, which is I really not, I really yes, appreciate. I did not kill it once, but boy, <laughs> it was it was a Herculean effort. Jim, what's our next assignment? Oh, we're just gonna do Super Mario Brothers again. We're okay. not gonna do Super Mario Brothers again. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So there's a game, uh, this is by, uh, Iridium, who just released a game called, uh, There Came an Echo, which is pretty cool, but we're not doing that. Uh, we're doing their previous game, which used to be called Sequence, and is now called Before the Echo, for, apparently, there was another thing called Sequence that got annoyed at them. So this is a prequel to the game they just released? It's barely related. Uh, it's a rhythm RPG. Hmm. Okay. So... We'll find out what that means together. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Cool. It's available on Steam, and we'll post about it in our froms. Speaking of which, Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for our listener's mail segment that we do every episode because we're great at this. We're on the ball. How would they do it? Well, uh, I would highly recommend you attend our webinar uh, available at videogameshotdog.com. Uh, and you can look at the website for a schedule uh, and also a form where you can submit comments and questions. You could also send us an email at vghotdog at gmail.com or check out our tweetrons at vghotdog. Uh, but yeah, the, the website, that's where it's where everything is happening. There's a link to our froms. Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 208 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And Listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, keep your toe on the garbage can and keep jumping on the air conditioner. I don't want to record episode 208 again, just just to clarify. <laughs> is this actually 209? No, no, this is 208, but you say you, you want to do it again real soon. I'm like, no, we're going to do something else we'll next do a time. New one. Okay. We'll do a new one, yeah. Uh, anyway, have a great week, yeah. everybody. Good night. Beastmaster? Mark Singer? Yeah. Sure. I don't remember what his voice sounds like. It's like, it's good. I think it, I think it would, it's very soothing to animals. Yeah, does, it, does he even talk or does he just open his mouth in a bunch of birds voices? <laughs> birds. <laughs> he just talks in birds. 